to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we are incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your good and your bad podcast. You want to find us on the socials over on the Facebooks. We are Local Bar Media there. And if you would like to send your comments, questions, condolences, concerns, anything like that, chad at localbarmedia.com. I'm going to say a big uh, big uh, welcome to a lot of you. Uh, the interview with Ray has apparently uh, hit home with many people, and a lot of people have shared it. A lot of people have found this podcast through through that. I, I kind of figured there'd be a little bit of that, not as much as I thought. I want to, I want to thank a lot of you who not only have uh, found this show, I want to thank you very much for reaching out and telling me how much you enjoyed it. I appreciate your feedback. It's been very nice to to, to hear from my friends that called and to uh, to read a lot of the emails that were sent in. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. It's it's nice to have this community. We we have uh, a lot of listeners here, more than you would think, uh, and it's it's nice to have the community. And I, I do love the back and forth. And you know this. I'm talking into a microphone. I I don't know what you think unless you tell me. So it's really nice. When I hear from outside my circle of friends, people that listen to the show, and it, it's been very, very nice. I, I also know uh, how how the subject matter really had something to do with you reaching out. For all of you that had such nice things to say about Ray, I appreciate that. I will be passing that along to him. Uh, I thought that was very nice, and I it, it's it's been it's been very. Uh, just a just a nice surprise to see uh, all that I've gotten. So welcome to the local bar. We are a podcast that's been around since 2015. The idea of this show is to highlight people with positive and interesting stories to share. It's kind of just to give you a brief synopsis. It started with me wanting to do like a lot of people do. Hey, I'd like to do news that's positive, but that doesn't really sell and people don't stick around. So uh, after fine tuning and fine tuning and fine tuning some more, uh, the podcast became what it is. Sometimes it's famous people. Sometimes it's just folks from around the corner, but it's everybody uh, who is on the show is someone that I think is positive and very interesting. Ray Jennings is obviously that. Uh, it's been it's been great to kind of talk with him and to bring this subject uh, a little bit more light. Uh, it's been nice to be able to give a, a little bit more on Ray's take. I, I think any of you producers out there, there's a story here. There's a, there's definitely a story here. There's I, I'm not I'm not a manager for Ray by any means, but man, is there a story? Is there some great stuff here? And as you heard in the last episode, uh, there's just a lot uh, of positivity from Ray in an area where most of us would find negativity. I, I will share with you my dad, who is a U- retired United Methodist minister, called me up and said. Uh, I think he might be more Christian than me, Chad. I don't know that I would have been that that patient uh, after giving up 11 years of my life unfairly. We can all probably relate in some way to Ray as we've been in a bad situation. I don't know many of us that have been in as bad of a situation. Um, and I, um, I think that I think it's good to hear... Uh, all the things that Ray had to say in the last episode, because it really sets the stage for understanding his mindset as we go into a little bit more detail uh, about what is what happened, uh, his take on a lot of that, and and where it's gone since. And uh, it's it's great to be able to bring you this second half of the conversation. I am uh, really looking forward to that, and uh, I will I will bring that to you here in a second. I do want to give a plug real fast for those of our fans that are in North Carolina, that are in the Asheville area, really cool part of that state. Uh, at the Outpost this weekend, Friday night, that will be November 3rd, the guy that does all the music for this show, singer-songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina, Don Merkel, will be there. Uh, if you like the music, if you'd like to meet him in person, if you'd like to hear more of the music like you hear on this show, you can check him out there. 
Um, it's at the Outpost. It's a really cool place on the French Broad. Uh, so go check that out if you are in the area this Friday. And uh, tell Don to buy you a beer. You never know. I might be there. You, you, you never know. If it's a Don Merkel show, I just may show up. So here's the second part of the interview that I had with Ray. We're going to jump right into it, and I will talk to you on the other side of this. Nothing stays the same when you're out of the game for too long As if you're looking back, trying to find the tracks, they're all windblown I'm always shedding my skin, even from within, and I don't know Where I've been, where I go, is the future so Cause when I think about how the way things should have gone I'm still out here on my own Well, it's a thing to see a kind of fever dream Gotta have it you know, all you, you found, well, I found you just by chance Your lawyers found you just by chance um, You were in prison you were, you were convicted uh, of murdering this young lady. You were serving out a sentence that you shouldn't have. You described a little bit more uh, about what life is like inside. I think we can all guess about the, a, a lot of the rest of it. Your world, uh, the world broke in half or in 10 pieces the day you, you got sentenced. It was 40 years to life or, or something like that. And, and you, were, you were sentenced to this. You'd gone through the appellate court. You'd had a hung jury. You, you've dealt with all this crap. And you're sitting there. And like any of us would expect, the, 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 the life you had outside of that prison, where you're in there going with the stuff that you just described, you, 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 you and your wife unraveled. There's a divorce there. You, your kids couldn't see you. All this stuff, all this stuff was falling apart. There was a lady who lived not far from your hometown uh, who came across your Dateline show just like the rest of us did and reached out to you. I was like, this is crazy. And, and she wrote to you through the, 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 the program in the, in the prison system and saying, like, you know, I just want you to know I, I've heard this story and this sounds crazy. Uh, the two of you continued talking. And you guys are are married today, correct? Like she, you you found some comfort in her um, through that. And, and and what was what was that like for you? You again, you're sitting here in the prison system and you're looking for any kind of light. I know you get communication and stuff like that from time to time from anywhere, but you 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 gravitated towards her. The two of y'all are, are together now. She has helped you reconstruct a life outside. Of 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 where of where you that hell that you were in in prison, what what was that process like? Was there a part of you that's like, is this lady after something? Because I ain't got nothing for her. like. What, what what was that like? The two of y'all meeting and and culminating that relationship. What was that like for you? Oh, it, it was. You know, for me, I, I was I was a little uh, I was a little taken aback. See, if there's one thing about the prison world that, that people need to understand is that there, there's there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on when it comes to men, uh, when it comes to men dealing with women on the outside. And there's <laughs> and there's a lot of men that use women on the outside to get canteen money put on their books or sure, uh, yeah. package sent in every quarter and, and, and so forth. But, you know, him was... Kim was somebody that I've known since, you know, since my early days of working back here in North Carolina. And Oh, so y'all did know each other previously? Yeah, I've known okay. Kim since 94. Okay. And, you know, and, and so forth. Nothing nothing ever came to fruition between her and I in, in our early years. But for her to reach out to me all these years later after we had lost contact for you know, the years and for her to reach out and, and, and stuff like that, it was, it was kind of... 
you know, it, it was kind of a shock. It was like, okay, yeah, what, what like, I know you're not going to come out here and see me. You're going to fly all the way <laughs> to California to come see me. And I, I got life in prison. You got to understand this. I got life. I got, I got 40, 45 years to life is what I got. And all my appeals were done. Like, what, what like, what, what do you want? Like, why, why are you doing this? You know, because one thing you don't want to do is, is in, in prison, what I had to learn is not get my hopes up on a lot of things because it seems like the higher you got your hopes up, man, the harder you came down. Like it, it came, it, you came down hard. Yeah. So when Kim comes into the picture, um, you know, it was an absolute blessing for me. And, you know, we, we, we started this correspondent, we started, you know, talking and then she started visiting me on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, she rode this wave for five years hmm. with, I mean, five years and she rode this wave and she was going to continue to ride this wave was absolutely amazing to me. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's very hard to explain that it's, you find a dime, it's like a dime a dozen in women like that ride that wave with you, knowing that you are a convicted felon and, you know, there is no, there is no light right now. Like there's nothing. Yeah. So and yeah, but we, we've been married. We got married, um, actually got married on my one year anniversary of being out. Oh, so no kidding. Married. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, we, That's yeah, awesome. We, and we got married June 23rd, 2017. And, and, uh, yeah, she's, she was instrumental in, in helping, uh, you know, rebuild my life. You know, when I first was released, she had her and my mom had flew out from, from North Carolina to California and, you know, she had a, a iPhone five for me already, and she took me shopping. You know, that same day, I I had no clothes or nothing. Yeah, I had nothing whatsoever. Um, ended up I ended up living with um Clint and his his mom. Okay. At their at their house in California, um, I had to stay in California for, uh, I guess for some other reasons. They still wanted yeah. to hold me yeah. in California and so forth, but. Uh, but that's that, that's where Clinton and I really connected. You know, at, at, we would stay up until wee hours in the morning playing Scrabble. Uh, I, I loved playing Scrabble. That's something that, you know, I passed the time with when I was locked up. I, I studied the Scrabble dictionary. I try to, you know, be, be the best I could at that doggone game. But, um, <laughs> you know, that, that, that Clint was very inquisitive about, my faith and, and, and what carried me through and why I believed in what I believed in. And now at this t at this point, when, when you go back and you listen to Clint and he says something compelled me, he'll tell you now because he's, he's born, he's a born again Christian. He gave his life to Christ before that he was an atheist. Oh, wow. So he, yeah, he had, he had no belief whatsoever. Didn't believe in a higher power, higher calling or anything like that. But, you know, I, I, I urged him to, you know, study for himself. Don't, don't listen to what I have to say, you know, open, open the word for yourself and study it for yourself. And then you'll, you'll see the truth and the truth, you know, the light will be, you know, given to you as far as, you know, uh, what I believe in and, and so forth. And that's what he's done. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like, like Kim has been instrumental in, in this, in this whole thing. And, you know, we, we live a, uh, we live a very good life, you know. We sure. we we don't we take it we take advantage of every day that's given to us. You um, your story your story's fascinating. I mean, it it really is. There's there's no other way to say it. It's it's very, um, you, it's very compelling from beginning to we won't call it an end, but where you are today, and I think that um, you know, I know that. Again, the 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 good thing about being one of the most uh, or the highest rated show Dateline's ever had is that a lot of people get to hear part of your story, not all of it, but they get to hear part of it. But the bad part of being uh, the highest rated show they've ever had is that you get a lot of people that have some strong opinions that can be very negative that think you still did it and did all this kind of stuff. That that comes with the territory, I, you know, and I and I hate that that part for you. I know that stinks, but I'm glad that you're you're, you're where you are for them to say that, not sitting, you know, innocently in in prison where you shouldn't be. One of the things though that I kept thinking as 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 somebody, if I'm if I'm speaking now, before I've gotten the chance to to get to know you and talk to you, and I, you know, I just tell you, I think it's I think your story's fantastic because I do 
you know, I'm, I'm going to say I believe you're innocent. I know you're innocent. I mean, it's 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 plain to see w- with what happened, why you got put where you did. Uh, it doesn't mean that it was right. And I'm glad you are where you are today. I hate what you've had to go through. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. One of the things that I kept thinking of, I was sitting in a I was sitting in a hotel room in Greenville looking out over the mountains. And, and I was thinking about your story and thinking about where you were. And I thought to myself, if I could ask you one question, what would it be? And, and, and Ray, this is what it is. I know that you're vindicated. And I know that whether people believe you or not, you're not having to sit in a prison saying, well, I know when I get to heaven, God will vindicate me. You're, you're vindicated, thank God, uh, in, your, in your human time here on earth. You are where you, you, you should be. And, and that's and that's that's good but there's got to be a part of you that didn't that doesn't just want justice for you 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 want justice for that poor girl and for her family what is that like for you being someone who is where you are now knowing that your part of it is done but knowing that all that's done is is left questions for that family how does that affect you in, in your life today well, I wouldn't say it, it affects me so much um, to where it distracts me, but what 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 it is, it, it is certainly an injustice to the to, to the O'Keefe's and, and the family. Um, it, it's it's very frustrating for anybody that's ever been involved in the legal system or knows anything about the politics of legal systems and so forth. For the L.A. County District Attorney's Office to sit on what they know and not make any arrest in this case, knowing what they know and they know who killed this girl and it wasn't me and they know who killed this girl and not to arrest this man or charge him. uh, This young man is still currently incarcerated in California for previous crimes. So when I I don't mean to cut you off, I, I don't. And again, this could be one of those things you don't, you don't have to tell me who's the organization that didn't want this to come to light. Well, they, in 2015, there was an organization known as the CRU uh, that was formed by Jackie Lacey in L.A. County. And the CRU stands for Conviction Review Unit. Oh, right. And yeah, their yeah. Primary, yeah, I know their about primary, them. Yeah, their primary goal was, you know, for people like myself who have maintained their innocence throughout their entire incarceration, throughout their whole ordeal, and, you know, you have to submit an application to them, almost similar to the Innocence Project. And then it, it goes, you know, it starts the process from there. So my, my application was submitted by Jeff with that 34-page letter. And the, the first young lady that read what Jeff had put into his letter, which is available, if you, you could probably go online and search that out. But um, she passed it on to another young lady without even saying anything to her, just like, Hey, read this. Yeah. And she read it. And both of them agreed that this, this needed to be looked at by the the higher ups. So it did go to the higher ups. And, and there were certain people in the CRU unit that once they realized, um, again, like I said, that that there's, that there's a grave uh, injustice that was done here, that there's, there's something seriously wrong with this case. They didn't want to have that exposed or uncovered because if it if it did come to light, then they have to realize that they just had a, a man in prison, which happens, you know, wrongfully and so forth. So, yeah, it, it was pushed under. And there was one one particular gentleman that worked in that office that was a he is a devout Christian man. And uh, he he was sitting at his his desk one day and the, and and as, as he will tell you, you know, his. He was compelled to take the case himself huh. to the to the higher people, <laughs> wow. and 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 so of course you know there's so much to this story you, it can't be told in, in in a matter of minutes but you know this man lost his position inside this this uh, organization they blackballed him after this oh because, my god really yeah yeah he, he I mean he, he's still he's still good it's not a problem but they they did remove him from his role. In, in this office because of what he did concerning my case. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's very sad that that's, again, these are all politics. There's always politics someplace, man. And it's, it's absolutely wow. frustrating and sad that, you know, in, in order for me 
again, it, like you were saying, I, I, you know, I was unlucky, but then I became lucky. You know, I became, you know, I was very blessed in that respect because 2015, you know, Clint and Jeff picked up my case and that was in June. And then June of 2016, I, I was, I was being, you know, exonerated. So everything fell in place, everything fell in place, man. And, and, and I'm so grateful to, you know, Jeff and his family and, and how they, you know, it, it, they helped me and then they accepted me into their lives. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's been, it, it's been, it's been quite, quite interesting, man, but you know, I'm, I'm just blessed in that respect. Wrapping up here, just, it, 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 it I can't get this out of my mind. I don't want to ask this question because I don't think it's important. There's a part of me that just can't help but ask it. Do you ever hear or have you ever heard from the O'Keefe's after um, after the last um, uh, court hearing? No, I, I haven't heard anything from them. I mean, I, I've, I've watched interviews that they've conducted. Yeah, and the, yeah. the, the father, you know, Michael O'Keefe, he's – you know, again, it's my heart goes out to them. That's yeah. all I can say. They, they, they've been led for so many years to believe, and it's been pounded into their head. And 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 even when the evidence is presented to the family that says Ray Jennings did not kill your daughter, yeah, this is who killed your daughter. Here's all the evidence to back that up. This this man had an earring that matched the earring that was missing on her. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, that's crazy. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the the gun that was used is affiliated with this man that he used in a previous crime. Even the and, shell and casings, it, it, right? They were even able to find yeah. a defect in the shell case. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's crazy to me. But so no, I, I haven't I haven't directly heard from the O'Keefe, nor nor do I ever expect to hear from the O'Keefe's. I mean, they they've ever since this incident has happened, their life has been turned upside down. They lost their their son um and they have you know separated themselves as a as a married couple they're no longer married i mean it, it, their life took uh you know uh, it just it just took a grave error you know it just yeah. it just went a whole nother way this 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 case you know it really destroyed a lot of people's lives and you know if you ever watch certain parts of dateline you know i, I do make mention of you know one family was destroyed and now one family has been reunited and restored and I, like like I said before, I, I don't know why these things happen to particular people or why it happened to me, but it, it turned out for my good. And I, I don't, like I said, I don't hold any anger and bitterness like that, man. I mean, it's I just try to live my life now. Yeah. I, I don't have time for it. <laughs> I just don't. Nobody should have time for the anger and bitterness that life throws at us. You just shouldn't. You shouldn't give it your time. You shouldn't give it your effort. You shouldn't allow it to affect you whatsoever. I mean the world is filled with so much hate and injustice and, 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 and you look at things that are going on right now in the world. And, and yet you, you can be, you can be angry and stuff about it, but it's really not going to help the situation. It's not going to help you. And you be stressed out. You have more gray hair than what you, you thought you had. I mean, there's just so much more that yeah. plays into this than, and just being able to say that, you know, you have to live it and live it out. You, um, <clears throat> Ray, I want to tell you, first of all, I want to thank you for, for coming on the show. Um, Second, I, I gotta tell you, you're a good dude, and and I, it's you know, the the thing about the Dateline show, and the one of the things that you can't help, you, you can't help from the moment you're on the very first one, um, you you can't help but like you. There's 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 no way. I mean, it wasn't like even if Dateline wanted to make you out to be like some villain, it'd be really hard to do that. I I think you you know I I think you're a testament, obviously, to people that go through a hard time there's there's no doubt about that i have to i have to get i, have, I gotta tell you where i'm really impressed with you I, i'm impressed that you your whole thing of not taking anything for granted you you don't just talk that you obviously live it it, it is it is something that we all say but it's another thing to show somebody and and i think you do that i am i am very very glad to hear that your family life is where it is a little bit. You and I've talked off the air. I'm, I'm glad to hear, you know, you, you, you live, you live in one of the prettiest parts of the country. You've got a great job. It sounds like you've surrounded yourself with great people after you've been through some of the worst parts that anybody could ever go through on this planet. And, and I, and I think you've done a, a heck of a job. I do wish you continued success. I do wish you continued peace with this. I, I wish the same thing for the O'Keefe's and I, I do hope that something can happen 
not not for your benefit. I think you're good, I, and I, and I think it's a joy to hear that in your voice and, and, and in your story. Uh, I do hope that for them, and I, and I do yeah the, the loss of their son and how that happened during the middle of all this. I mean, it's just it's just awful. But with with I, I think you are certainly a testament that. Um, we can't take any of this for granted, and, and being more on the positive side is the way to get through it. I I, I just think you're an, a, a hell of an impressive guy, and 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 I really appreciate your story coming on here. I I think the more people hear about you, the better it is. Have, have you talked with anybody about doing anything? Has anybody approached you? I mean, are, if, if people are interested in wanting to do something with this or find out more about you, I mean, obviously they could reach the show here. We'll put you in contact, but is, is, is there anywhere else people could, 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 could reach out to you if they wanted to? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm on social media. I don't, I mean, I'm on where, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever, you know, you just, you just look up, look me up and the same thing you did, you sent a message to me and, I responded to you. I respond to every message that I ever get. And, uh, you know, you asked the question, has it, have I ever spoke to anybody? So yes, when this, when this first happened and, and I was released, um, there was an agent that was working with me and, and we presented this, this case to, uh, Netflix, uh, Netflix, they, they were actually interested in it. Um, Lifetime was interested in it and a few other, um, networks were interested in it. However, to them, their biggest issue was that there was no closure. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so we, we were trying to figure out, well, what do you mean by closure? Because if you mean closure for Ray Jennings, then yes, there is closure. If you're, <laughs> right. You're right. <laughs> you know, if you're talking about closure as far as the, the case goes, then, then no, yes, the case is still yeah. active. It's still open. And the, this was back in 2016. So, you know, Nothing, nothing has ever transpired since then. Like I said, but you know, you mentioned listening to the the podcast on for, for Dateline NBC, and they released on on uh, during the last few episodes, they released names and information that had never been released. Oh so wow! That, that's that that's something that you know, even you know, when I was going through my exoneration process, they, they never even mentioned this these these suspects by name they just called them you know does and any other name that they could come up with besides their official government names yeah dateline nbc made it a point to share these government names yeah you know that that's right they did he does say at the end for the first time ever we're releasing the name i forgot when they talk about that the one guy that that died and then the the guy that you were talking to about before they did mention their names i forgot about that hey man listen let me tell you something if i can give you any advice you be careful around that lifetime let me let me tell you how they wanted that story to go yeah i don't i don't know that i would go to lifetime with my story man (laughs) yeah well you know that that Again, that that was during the you know the initial you know the initial story, stages yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. me being released and 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 stuff like that. So I, I really you know for me it was here, here's what shocked a lot of people when when I was initially released. So I got released on a Thursday. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, I, and I'll share this with you real fast. I know we we've been on here for no, a you're while, good. but you're so good. I, I was released on a Thursday, right, yeah. the 23rd of June, 2016, Thursday. My mom was 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 present and Kim was present. Uh, I met I met up with them later on, but so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was spent with my mom and Kim, and you know, uh, just getting used to things a little bit. So my mom and Kim have to return back to North Carolina, and I am left in California with Clint and Nora. Okay. So Nora asked me, Nora, who is uh, Clint's mom, uh, and, and she asked me what 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 are my plans? Like what, what do I want to do? Sure. And for me. The only thing I thought about doing was getting my life back right. So the first thing I want to do is what I told her. I said, I would like to go get my license reinstated, my driver's license. Sure, yeah. So yeah. so I, I, I go to the DMV. I'm standing in line at the DMV, and th- there's a gentleman that's standing behind me, and he keeps trying to look uh, around to see. You know, I, I just felt it, you know, it, it just felt it, right? So he yeah. finally taps me on my shoulder, and he's like, hey, man. Is that you I just read about in the newspaper? Because my case had been, my case had been on the front page of the LA Times right. for you know Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So he he asked me this question, and I turned around and I said, "Well, it, it all depends. What did you read?" <laughs> I, wanted to, I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't nothing crazy, right? Yeah. And yeah. He's like, 
So anyhow, he was very shocked to see me standing in line at the DMV. So uh, th that day I was able to reinstate my driver's license using my uh, state prison ID. Oh my God. Uh, that was the only ID I had on me. I had nothing else to, to go by, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and they allowed me to retake the test and took the eyesight test. And they, they, they issued me a, my, my paper driver's license from there. I went straight to um, Wells Fargo bank to reopen my bank account. So Jeff, my attorney had blessed me with um, a little bit of money just, yeah. just to give to me to, to, to help start my life at that point. And, you know, and uh, so I took that money and went and reopened my checking account and my savings account. Uh, and the, br the branch manager uh, in Claremont, California, was very understanding of my situation. And again, I had no documentations of who I was beyond now. The, uh, the prison ID and the state, uh, the driver's license paper that they just gave to me, <laughs> that was just issued to me. That's all I had. God. And um, so I was able to reestablish my, my driver's license and then all bank account. And uh, Miss Nora, bless her heart, had a, a vehicle that she allowed me to use so that I could travel to go see um, uh, three four of my kids who lived in California, they were about 45 minutes away from me. Okay. So um, it, it, people were just surprised that, you know, how quick I just jumped right back into life because I, I didn't let it slow me down. I didn't get out of prison and, and, and do the woe is me and I can't sure. do anything and, and nobody, you know, this isn't that. It's like, you know, I got plans. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to execute my plan and, and we're going to, we're going to go forward with this thing. And, and I've never stopped since then. Yeah. And, and, and that's and that's what I want people to take away from, you know, being involved in a, in a situation. And it doesn't have to be as grave as mine, but it could be anything that you're going through in life is you, you got to come out of that at some point. How you come out of that is entirely up to you. It doesn't matter how low in, in life you get. You always have control yeah. of how you handle it. And, and, wow. and how you come out of that is some for some people, they can say it's easier said than done. I'm not going to say it's easy. It, it is easier said than done. It was not easy for me. It, 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 this life transition from 11 years behind bars to coming back out here into this world that's so disrespectful and so hateful and so negative is it, it's, it's absolutely mind blowing to me. But, you know, you have to find a way to push through all the negativity, all that, all the obstacles. And I guarantee you come out as a better person if you allow that situation to do what it's supposed to do or what it's meant to do. And only we'll be able to tell what that is. Right. You're a good guy. I think that's a, an amazing message to have. I hope more and more people can hear it. I hope more and more people get to, uh, uh, incorporate that into their lives. I think it's a great, it's a great message. And, and, and I, I do want more and more people to, to, to get that. Ray, thanks so much for being on the show today, man. It's been an absolute joy talking to you. Uh, wish nothing but the best for you, man, and, and looking forward to our paths crossing again soon, buddy. It's a girl in Texas waiting for me. Her eyes are blue as the salt and sea, and I, I saw her once on my TV. And I know this sounds crazy, but I believe in destiny. Something about a girl in tight, dirty jeans. A cowboy hat and a tattoo of James Dean. She's such a rebel. When she dances, she's like a, a sex machine. And she drives all the boys crazy. Yeah, she drives all the boys crazy. There's a girl in Texas waiting for me. Her eyes are blue as the salt and sea, and I, I saw her once on my TV. And I know this sounds crazy, but I believe in destiny. I want to thank Ray. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to thank Ray Jennings again for coming on board. Speaking with us, spend some time with us. I again, I the guy did not know me at all, and uh, only only had a couple of questions. He did he did ask a couple of now. How did you know me? And a a couple of questions I could tell were probably passed along through some 
uh, or from some legal friends to make sure that <laughs> the people he was talking to were legitimate. But um, it was great to, to be able to talk to him for, for such a long period of time. And, uh, and in closing here, I want to go back to a couple of things. Um, you, you just have to find a way to push through it. I think that's what stuck with me the most out of everything that Ray said. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've been looking on social media lately and I'll, I'll read from friends that are frustrated with their jobs. They're frustrated with their hobbies. They're frustrated with projects that just haven't taken off. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some examples and I I haven't checked this with anybody. I'm not going to use names. But, but I'm going to talk specifically. You, you've heard over the past year, I've really um, <clears throat> I really spotlighted a bunch of uh, comics. Stand-up comedians. And um, it's been nice to have them on. And there's, there's a guy that I've been talking with, uh, trying to have him on the show. And every time I, I look at his, his page, uh, something doesn't go right. He's got a couple. I, I went to one of his shows. It was actually, it was phenomenal. It was, it was really well done. Saw a comic. That I had seen on Instagram, man. I think the guy's from Atlanta. It was it was really it was really well done. Maria and I had a good time at it. Great venue. And then a couple weeks later, I see he's like, you know, I think I'm done with this. I I can't keep going on with it. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to friends of mine that are musicians. This is a common thing amongst musicians that have been working and trying and things haven't gone their way. And they've seen some success, but not a lot. They've tried some things, but nothing's really working. And they've been at it for, you know, God, five or six years. And I I just don't know that I can keep doing it. I I don't know if it's out there for me. People that are in podcasting have contacted me. I've gotten emails from folks asking uh, what the longevity of this podcast can be attributed to. I think all of those things um, and, and, and all of those factors can can learn a, a lesson from, from Ray or take some advice from him. First, a, a little context. I think any time that we're dealing with something artistic, we, we go through cycles. Um, I do this. I'll come up with something. I'll really love it. A day later, I really hate it, and I and I want to erase it. That's actually been one of the biggest problems I've had. And uh, with, actually with, with help from my therapist, I've realized how my cycle has been, and I've started a new project where I'm not allowed to erase anything. What's, what's interesting is I go back uh, two weeks later to something I wanted to just completely scrap, and I love it. And I've loved it ever since. But but there's that there's this up and down that happens with anyone who does anything creative. I think the same thing can be said in a lot of different areas, though, whether it's work. Hey, I want to raise my hand for this project. You do. And then all of a sudden you feel stupid. Or, yeah, I put together a great presentation about why I need to be on this account. And then you never hand it in because because you hate it. And then and then you're really upset with yourself. And it, it goes into that whole thing. Uh, of, you know, a year ago, you'll wish you have started today. And that cycle just continues to get fed. This is what those of us uh, who are amongst the living that do this every day have to go through, whether it's creative, whether it is personal, whether it is business related. It's something and it's a process that we all go through. Ray Jennings has been amongst the dead. Ray Jennings was in a prison for 11 years. Ray Jennings didn't think he'd ever have a shot. Well, I'll, I'll, let me let me fix that. In Ray Jennings' situation, any of us would think that we didn't have a shot. We look at something that's not working for us, and we think that it just isn't going to happen, so we stop it. We quit it. We erase it. We separate ourselves from it so we don't have to look at it and we're not reminded of our failures. We can't keep up with it. It's not going as well as we want it. It's successful, but not the level we want it to be, or it's just been too costly. I don't know how I can continue on with it. These, my friends, are all statements of the living. There are people that are in positions, whether it's due to a health situation which my, my time working in hospice has taught me that, that there are certain diseases that feel like cages that can hold you back, and, and, and there's no way, no way to do what you want to do. And then there are people that are in prison 
These are the people that have no shot, that can't do something, that, that won't have it. These are the people that are 40 to life. They don't have the chance. It's not coming back around for them. They're just waiting to die. There's nothing else for them. The idea of being able to try again, to pick up, to mend that fence, whether it's figurative, uh, something that you 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 need to with a neighbor, something you need to with a, with a relative, or literal, something you need to fix in your life, some a project you've been wanting to work on. Th- these things these things aren't there for them anymore, and they're completely gone. It was gone. For Ray Jennings. But in the time that I got to talk with him on the phone, and then when my wife and I got to meet him that Sunday afternoon and spend a lot of time with him, I was blown away by the fact that he stated to me, No, I never gave up. He had his moments of doubt and pain and sorrow and all that, just like anybody would. But he never really gave up. He never thought that he was never going to have a chance. He never believed that it wasn't going to come back around for him. He didn't allow himself to embrace that mindset because what he knew deep down was the moment that he did, it was over. There was nothing else. You see, the thing about it is what you don't hear in any of the Dateline stories, what you don't hear on the Girl in the Blue Mustang podcast, what you don't even hear in this interview, and I didn't hear from Ray, but I see it, is the engine behind why Ray is a free man today is Ray Jennings. Ray wanted to reach out to that organization that tried to bring people to justice. Ray met with those lawyers and talked to them, was open, gave them a chance. Ray sought people out, and as futile as the attempt was, Ray Jennings is the reason why Ray Jennings is out today. Now, Ray will tell you God is the reason he's out. Ray will tell you his newfound family that (laughs) that happened to be his lawyers is the reason he's out. And there's truth to that. There's truth to all of that. I'm not here to step on his opinion. I I think it is, but I, I don't think he gives himself enough credit. Because Ray is positive today because Ray was positive in hell. It's not long before we all start making New Year's resolutions. I've done shows on that over the past seven years that this podcast has been around about how I really don't do anything with them. But I think one of the things we should do when we hear a story like Ray's is we really should take that and and, and appreciate the gift that Ray Jennings gives us. You see, none of us have been in the dire situation that Ray is in. None of us. None of us. There's nobody listening to this show other than Ray Jennings or I I bet there's some buddies in prison that have never heard this. But, 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 But Ray's situation, 40 to life, not a chance for you to ever get out. Those of us that have given up on a project or given up on a a relationship or given up on something with work or given up on how we want to make ourselves better, those of us that have done that are only doing a disservice to ourselves because years down the road, we're going to wish that we hadn't quit. Oh my God, thank God Ray Jennings didn't. There's a couple of reasons why it's important that Ray Jennings didn't. One of them is, yes, the fact that he is a free man. He has mended the relationship with his family. I don't know how he was able to do that with his kids. I think it goes to show the great testament that his children are. He has a wonderful wife that he could not brag about enough. And I um, I, I think that he's done a great job of being something in her life. She's done something wonderful for him. Ray Jennings has also shown, whether everybody's eyes want to see it or not, that there's something else that needs to be done to resolve this case for the O'Keefe's. There is. There is. They've been fed nothing but things that aren't true. And so the only hope they have of having justice for their daughter to them walked out of prison unfairly years ago. 
and they're wrong on that. But I understand why their heart is that way. And I wish someone could finish this thing up so that they could have peace and their daughter could have justice in what she wants. I, I, I really do. But but as Ray explained, that there's, there's politics involved in law enforcement. And I, I've had family members that work in law enforcement. I don't disagree with them. And I, I, I hate that. But what does it say for you? How many more times are you going to give up and try to start again? Or how many times are you just going to say, yeah, you know, I can't put my best foot forward anymore. Or I can't give the effort that I used to. Over the past few weeks, I've brought you a bunch of shows that had to do with stories or people who are all faced with similar situations to where they could either give up or they could keep moving and trying. Everything from Jimmy Buffett to my deceased brother-in-law all had something in common where they had the chance to quit dreaming, but they didn't. And after a long time, after some hard battles, after some successes and then major failures, they found it. All these people have. I think in a lot of ways, more of us could if we just kept our eye on where we're going. You know, sometimes I think we look off into the distance and we see how far we have to go that we forget to look back and see how far we've come. I think Ray's story is a testament to that way of thinking. I will, I'll leave you with, with, with this. I, and I'll, I'll leave you with the number one, with the, the thing I said when I first started, there are two things that I know uh, about Ray Jennings. Number one, Ray Jennings is an innocent man. And uh, number two, Ray Jennings is a really good man. He's a good guy. Uh, my wife and I could not have been more impressed with him. I enjoyed being able to spend time with him personally. Um, and I'm telling you, that there's there's more people that need to hear this man's stories. If this, if this small podcast does anything to help it get out there, I, I hope it does. It, it needs to be. Not only for what it could shed light on for the O'Keefe's or any of that, but also because people just need to hear it. So many of us are so negative today, so negative. We hold on to grudges. We hold on to things that we just can't let go. I still get mad at the New York Knicks of the 90s because Patrick Ewing was a little bit too rough with Jordan one time, and I, I can't. I, I still hold it against the Knicks. And all kidding aside, we, we all have we all have relationships or issues or other things that we can't let go. We also have doubts within ourselves we can't let go. I don't know why we do that. I do it too. God, if we could all just get out of our own way, how much happier could we all be? Man, Ray Jennings is a testament to that. The other thing that I found funny, though, um, when when Ray and I met, we we met at the sports bar here in town. It was the it was it wasn't ideal, but from where he was staying and he was traveling home and where we were coming in from, it just it was the perfect place to meet. And so well, we went in, and what we did not know <laughs> was when we went in there that this is a place where all the Cleveland Browns fans in South Carolina apparently come to watch Cleveland Brown games. You would have thought it was the Super Bowl. It got so rowdy in there. It was, it was hilarious. It's great great if you're a Browns fan. I mean, it was an awesome environment. But, but Ray and I and Maria just kind of moved to the side and let the Browns have their room. And uh, we were kind of joking about that. Maria left. Ray and I spent some more time together, and uh, at one point, he got up to use the bathroom before we hood, we uh, we were going to head out. And I saw him get up, and there was an there's an elderly lady whose purse had fallen, and it had fallen kind of away from her chair. And Ray went over and picked it up and tapped her on the shoulder, said, "Ma'am, you know here." your purse was down here now while ray is not known for being a criminal that robbed old ladies i did think it was interesting that uh i could take that and juxtapose that with the this guy that was in prison having to be in a metal box to talk to his lawyers not just a few years ago going out of his way to let this nice old lady know that her purse was just over to the side a little bit and he didn't want her to lose it it's funny what images do for us, optics and how it how it fools us. How sometimes we can't let go. 
we see things and think things and instantly make narratives. And I think one of the worst times we do that is when we look into the mirror. We should be more friendly to ourselves. We should not let the optics and the that we see today or the stories we know that were hard lessons from the past be something that judges where we think we can go in the future. I, I, I just wish we could all do that. I hope by hearing Ray Jennings' story, you do that a little bit more. Ray and I walked outside that bar, gave each other a hug. Really, uh, I told him that I really appreciated his time. We promised we'd keep in touch. And then I walked to my car. <clears throat> I got in. And I watched him walk to his and back out, and I couldn't help but smile a little bit. The irony, not only of this guy that, that seems like he was some horrible murderer locked away in one of the worst penitentiaries the planet has ever known. Still judged by some as, as, as being a guy that got away with something. Loved and adored by others who know him as dad and granddad. The guy that I consider a friend now drive away from that bar knowing he was going to drive down the highway, enjoy the Carolina skyline on his way back home to North Carolina. I also couldn't help but laugh at the irony that I watched him drive away in a red Mustang. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. So deep.